I'm excited to welcome a new sponsor in 2019 to the podcast, pageantswag.com. You see, I've been around the pageant world for some time now, and I have had numerous title holders and guests tell me that there were zero sites for casual fashion dedicated to you, the pageant lovers. So Pageant Swag decided to solve this problem. They've created this great e-commerce store full of everything from fun graphic t-shirts and crop tops to sweatshirts and hoodies, and they've even got a really cool lineup of both yoga and capri leggings, and it's all focused on you, the pageant lover. Check it out today and use the promo code LIFEAFTERTHECROWN for 10% off your first purchase. Again, that's pageantswag.com. One more time, pageantswag.com. Hey, everybody. It's Miss Teen USA 2011, Danielle Doty, and you're listening to Life After the Crown with Tim Tialdo. Hey everybody, my name is Tim Tialdo and welcome to Season 2 of the Life After the Crown podcast. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to any of the previous episodes, I do encourage you to go back and listen because there are many valuable interviews that you will definitely gain some wisdom from. Now, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, welcome and thanks for checking us out. Each episode of Life After the Crown, I interview former pageant contestants, title holders, and women of influence who share advice and stories on how to help you succeed in the world of pageants, but more importantly, how you can flourish in the professional world once your pageant journey comes to an end. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to download this podcast. I do value your time, and I'm glad you're here listening. So let's get started. My guest today was Miss Teen USA 2011. She was the second representative from Texas to wear the Teen USA crown. Following her win, she moved to New York City to take advantage of her scholarship at the New York Film Academy and fulfill her duties as Miss Teen USA. While serving as a spokeswoman for teen issues, Danielle also traveled nationwide as an advocate for many charitable organizations. She has been featured in several issues of Seventeen magazine and has made guest appearances at notable events such as Glamour's Women of the Year Awards, the People's Choice Awards, and the Shorty Awards. More than just a beauty queen, she graduated magna cum laude from Texas Christian University, a.k.a. TCU, in December of 2015, majoring in sports broadcasting with a minor in communication studies. She has appeared as the host for Fox Sports Southwest and the nationally televised show Girls on the Go, driven by Ford. She most recently enjoyed the career she's built with the Campbell Agency in Dallas, Texas, and she will begin her next adventure in November of this year when she will marry her college sweetheart, Dylan. Danielle Doty, great to have you stop by the podcast, and congrats (laughs) on the pending nuptials, by the way. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, it's my pleasure. Now, now most people remember you, of course, as the 18-year-old teen loving life as Miss Teen USA, and here you are now all grown up and getting married. How excited are you to kind of make this new transition in your life? Oh, I'm so excited. So, Dylan, I've been dating for over, a little over six years now, so excited for this new chapter. A little nervous, and I'm, I'm the one planning the wedding, so that's taking on a whole, <laughs> new, whole, new, whole new adventure, let me just tell you. But no. Very excited. Well, you are the second Miss Teen USA I've had on. So I had Catherine Hike on a few uh, months back, and that's been a very popular episode. So the teens don't always mm-hmm. get to hear the teen side of things. A lot of times I have on, you know, <laughs> Miss State title holders or Miss National winners. And, you know, mm-hmm. hearing that teen perspective for a lot of my listeners is important. So um, I think I want to ask you, you know, competing at the national pageant is often different for teens than it is for misses, you know. Um, everybody hears about, you know, how the misses prepare for, you know, the onstage question on national television and all that stuff. But 
at Teen USA, look, you're simply in a different uh, period in your life, as you well know. How did you go about preparing yourself uh, for Miss Teen USA and, of course, eventually winning? Gosh. Um, so just coming out of Texas, when I won Miss Texas Teen USA, I think my mind was already on cloud nine. Like I, you know, I went in obviously with the desire to win, but that was never I guess, the ultimate goal. That first year I competed, I was kind of like wanting to get my toes wet and just kind of enjoying it. And when I, when I walked away with the title, that was just the icing on the cake. And so then going into Miss Teen USA, I had actually, I was in the transition period where it was going to be my first year in college. I had already applied to Baylor, had my roommate picked out, actually made it for the, the Baylor cheerleading squad. So I kind of had all of that going in my mind where competing at Miss Teen USA, I was going in with, you know, I was already coming home with the Texas title and, and that was kind of enough for me. And I just kind of wanted to enjoy myself, have fun, meet new girls, same sort of mindset where walking away would have been icing on the cake, but it didn't really matter. It wasn't ultimately the reason that I was there type of kind of mindset. And so I think preparing, I was more along the lines of what I had to do after the whole college experience and everything going into it. So, you know, preparing, obviously, the diet for the swimsuit, for feeling my best on stage, that was um, steps that I took very seriously. And I think it all kind of came together when I was able to really enjoy myself and be in the moment versus making sure I, I came home with a crown on my head. So as you talk about your mindset going in, and it sounds like, you know, college obviously was a, a big part of in the back of your mind <laughs> of, you know, preparing for things after the pageant was over. Did you go in and, mm-hmm. I, and I've heard a lot of different ways that people approach this. Did you go in with the dead set mindset that I am winning or was it, I'm just going to go have fun and see what happens? I'm going to go have fun and see what happens. I think lucky for me, my, my roommate was actually Colorado. So Kaylee Ray, I had known her for several years and um, I, my Idaho was, was Clara. And I think meeting her a couple days prior, there was no like competition between us. It was, it was literally like the best girls trip you could have imagined. <laughs> and so my, my, I'm not, when I say that, and mind you, I got to compete, compete in the Bahamas. So I'm like, they're literally throwing me out to the Bahamas where there's sun and beach and pool and water. And I mean, it was literally a blast. You competed in, was it Atlantis? Was that where you guys were at in 2011? Yes. Okay. Yes, now, yes, you, yes. You, you watch the girls today. Um, I think that the biggest difference is number one, location. Obviously, they're not competing mm-hmm. in the Bahamas. And I think they're jealous of all of you who got to compete <laughs> in the Bahamas. Uh, but yeah, I think the one advantage that they do have that I really enjoyed, you know, as being part of it this year was... Uh, the teens and the misses are out there together, and it's a little support system between big sis and little sis. Uh, which would you rather have, going to Atlantis and competing or having big sis there and you guys competing together? So lucky for me, my big sis actually got to come out, <laughs> and so I think I had the best of both worlds. But to be honest, I think it is kind of what you make it as well. Anna and I were extremely close, so she was my Miss Texas when I was the teen, and we truly did become sisters and we still are to this day. I mean, I was at her wedding. She'll, she'll be coming to my wedding. And so I think having that support system and and truly making it about growing and learning and, and having that big sister to ask questions to and to support her. Like I was lucky enough that I got to go to Miss USA when she, you know, made the, the top, I think it was four that year. So I think the sisterhood more than anything, the, the swimming pool and the beach and the Bahamas, it's an, it's an added bonus. But I think enjoying and learning from your big sister is something that you can't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted to change that in any way. So I would, I would pick the big sister. Okay. <laughs> that, that's that, hey, totally understandable there. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of uh, contestants lately. Obviously, the fall is approaching here. A lot of girls are going to be competing. And 
um, you know, I think from their standpoint, they look back at, you know, people like you and, and you really represented very well, like the ideal of Teen USA, like you were just the perfect <laughs> teen. I mean, you, I looked back at some videos this morning and I'm like, yeah, she was just the perfect <laughs> teen girl to represent that title. Um, as you see pageants back when you competed, which was eight years ago, as you've seen it evolve, would you compete? today as you see it stand? So I actually competed for Miss Texas USA, I want to say two years ago. A totally different environment. Uh, loved it-ish. I'm like, it, it was just a totally different, totally different vibe for me. I think competing nowadays, it's almost, it, I mean, it is, it's extremely different, I think. Um, and especially competing as a teen versus competing as a Miss, it is a different, it's a different ball game. What I competed obviously like right now, no. Um, I think I, I never wanted to regret not competing again. So I think that's why I chose to do it. But now that I got it out of my system, I am, I'm happy with where I'm at, if that kind of makes sense. But um, for girls moving forward, I think it's, it's a decision. I think every, I think everyone should compete in a pageant once in their life. I truly do. I think from the experience of the friendships that you gain or just kind of learning who you are. I think when you walk on that stage in a swimsuit, you're confident in your body. I think talking in an interview or an onstage question, you truly have to know yourself in order to feel confident. And I think that was something that I, I noticed in myself when I was on stage, there were no nerves in my body, which I always thought was weird. Cause I mean, even when I was on stage, maybe crowning another girl or on stage competing, or I would always had that like nervous, anxious, but excited, excited moment. And I think this time I was just so comfortable and at peace with everything that could have, could have happened that I, I understood that I knew myself and I didn't need, I, I don't, I didn't need a title or a crown or anything on top of my head to, to change that. If, and it, and it's one, no, it totally <laughs> makes sense. And it's wonderful that you realize that. Um, that that's uh, great. Looking back, um, and I watched some videos this morning. Is it weird to know that your boss at the time is now the president of the United <laughs> States? Is that was that just kind of you couldn't believe it? It is. It is kind of funny. I will say as a little kid, I, you always think how big the world is. You're like, oh, my gosh, there's no way that I'd ever know this person or that person. And, and granted, maybe it's because I'm from a very small hometown in Texas. Now being or have lived in New York and, and coming back, it's like the world is so much smaller than I thought it was. Like, <laughs> like knowing the president or have like having met the president or even, and I see it kind of like to the celebrity angle as well. It's like Olivia Culpa or, or, you know, another famous person, like I've had interactions with them. I've lived with them. You know, it's just, it's so funny to think how small the, the world actually is and how, how being in a pageant, competing in a pageant really kind of throws you into that mindset and, and, and real world scenarios. And I, I'm completely, by the way, keeping politics out of this discussion, but in terms of pageantry, obviously you competed under the, what we'll call the Trump ownership. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, he was the one that really brought Miss USA forward um, and kind of really kind of made Miss America take a back step to Miss USA what is it do you think he did as you kind of got to see it from the inside that made it such a uh, watchable and popular pageant? I think just being a public figure then and, and now um, helped kind of put us on that platform. So having him behind us allowed, you know, maybe more people to watch it or more people to know about it just because he was associated with it. I think just from, from growing up, I mean, I remember watching Miss Texas USA and I remember watching Miss USA and 
and always hoping or dreaming maybe that would be me on the stage. And I, I think that kind of goes back to looking at how big the world was at that time when I, w- when I felt so small and the, the world was so big. And then actually getting to that stage where you know, even now, it's like that, that world is, is in your reach, it's in your hands that you can actually get there. So I think, you know, it's just the level of, I guess it's just how prestigious it was and, you know, looking up towards it. And now it's like being in that realm, it, it is still very prestigious, don't get me wrong, but I think it's just, it's so much more... You can just see yourself there. It's a, I don't know. For you, are you in the same? Like, does that? Yeah, the guy's just a marketing. I mean, he's a marketing genius. I mean, regardless of if you love him or hate him, I mean, you can't deny that the guy just gets marketing. He knows how to bring things to the forefront. And, and I don't know. And that's why I'm asking you from the that's inside true. if you saw something different. But, you know, from my standpoint, I'm like, I don't know what he's doing, but he does it. He does it well. And, yeah. Well, and know. it's like when I was there, he owned, he was on Celebrity Apprentice. So, I mean, we... Yeah. We were able to have appearances on there. I remember going to support, I think, um, our, one of the Miss Universes was on it the year I was Miss Teen USA. And so we had several appearances with her while we were on the show where we were supporting her. her. So I think it's honestly like because he had so many brands and was doing so many things that he was able to kind of put us in those different elements. So having us be on TV with them or having us, you know, at all of his events because he was at the events. I mean, there were several times where even with Ivanka's um, fashion show we had front row seats there. So I think maybe just pushing us out into more events and kind of putting us around his 18 billion different companies that he had, that that's maybe why our faces were a little more out there. Well, and I think, you know, as, you know, as you're growing up and and wanting to be Miss USA or Miss Teen USA or whatever it is, I, I think that used to be, and maybe still is a little bit, the allure of the crown was that you kind of became a celebrity. And I think Trump did yeah. a really good job of putting people in that realm, as you mentioned, of being a celebrity. I mean, you're on big television shows that are nationally broadcast. You're part of things, red mm-hmm. carpet events, front row seats. And there was just that allure of I am a VIP when mm-hmm. I have the crown on. Did you? I mean, do you kind of feel like that was a, a little bit of the allure of what you wanted? Yeah, I can definitely see that being being part of it. I mean, as the as the 18 year old teen, I was definitely not at all of those. And I, but I think for the most part, yes, you're right on, you're right on track with saying that. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I think for everybody who competes in pageants, they think I want to win the national title. It's a game changer for me. You now have the gift of hindsight. After you competed in Miss Teen USA, one did your year. Did it change the trajectory of your life in a significant way? 100%. Winning Miss Teen USA, living in New York, creating the relationships, having the relationships, the different experiences, attending the different events, going to Germany with the USO. I mean, it changed It changed my perspective on life as well. I no longer went to Baylor. I no longer was a, a cheerleader at Baylor. I decided to go to TCU. I did sports broadcasting at TCU, so it changed my major. It changed my college. And I also, you know, obviously now I'm about to get married and I met Dylan at TCU. So I, it definitely had a, it definitely had a, a big change in my life for, for me. I don't think, I think my college experience definitely was changed as well, just because going in as a sophomore um, instead of a freshman, I didn't have the same pledge class. The story life wasn't necessarily what I thought it would be. I didn't love it. So I ended up dropping my sorority and just kind of enjoying school. I know when I was in New York, I had an itinerary every single day. I think, you know, when you're, when you're Miss Teen USA, when you're Miss USA, when you're Miss Universe, it's a 24-7 job. Whether you're getting your itinerary for the next day and it starts at 6 a.m. or 9 a.m. or you're traveling on the weekend. I mean, Emily was my manager at the time. And I mean, you talk to her every single moment of the day to know what your your plan was. And I think for me, going to college after that, 
I didn't want to be told, I didn't want to be told where to sit, where to stand, what to be, to do anything. So when I went to college, I just kind of wanted that freeing moment of being quote unquote normal and not known or having a place to be or anything like that. So it definitely changed that experience a little bit. But I think something that I've learned just throughout the years is knowing that it's always the best thing that could have happened. Every situation that you're put into, every crown that's put on your head, or if you're a first runner up, it's always the way it's supposed to be. And it's the best timing that you could have imagined, even if that if at that exact moment, you don't feel that way. Telling yourself that it is the best thing that could have happened truly is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Because I know when you're when you're hit with something hard, or you're you don't see it as part of your plan. It's because you don't know what's coming. You don't know what's happening. But then knowing now that I did win and I went to TCU, like I can't imagine if I went to Baylor, what my life would be like right now. So I think I truly believe that God's plan and God's reasoning, God's timing is totally perfect at every single moment. Did Teen USA open any, you know, professional doors or connections that I, I would, I would imagine maybe you still use to this day? Definitely with relationships. I mean, I have, I have friends in every, every state. So if I'm traveling or if I am somewhere, it's, it's been fun to even meet up with some of the girls that I've competed with or anything like that. As far as doors, I mean, um, being able to sign with the Campbell agency here in Dallas definitely came from pageant connections and came from one person knowing another and kind of throwing my name in there. Um, I will say that I've loved school and I, I always love learning. And so kind of getting myself to the top as well. I'm, I'm not going to say I, you know, I was handed everything or given everything because I was Miss Teen USA. So I definitely think work and effort and those relationships definitely kind of comes full circle. Uh, I asked Catherine Hike this question. I want to ask you the same. Uh, after you win Miss Teen USA, does the desire to want to go compete for Miss USA um, go away or diminish? Or is it maybe that you're just now interested in pursuing other things? I think it kind of diminishes only because you know, you did get to the top, you, you got to the highest level that you could have. Like I said, I still did compete for Miss Texas just because I never wanted to regret not competing. Um, but I mean, if I, if I, so if I wouldn't have won Miss Teen USA, I probably would have still, I would have competed um, in the USA system probably a little bit longer. Like I wouldn't have just competed once. So I think, I think winning definitely changed my desire to, to continue to compete. Uh, I, I did watch some videos from your Miss Teen USA year this morning on YouTube. <laughs> they're, they're still up there and they're still very prominent, get a lot, like a lot of views. Um, but you could tell even at 18, you were a natural in front of the camera. You did a lot of really good stuff. And I know you've done some broadcast work since that time. Are you still looking at TV as a career path moving forward? I'm always looking at t- TV as a career path. <laughs> I love being in, I love being in front of the camera. Um, it's funny. It's like the uncomfortable, comfortable situations that you get to be put in. But I think it, in, in part, it's like listening as well. Like just when you get to have different interviews with people, it's really about kind of learning from them and reacting based off of what, you know, they say or they do. And like I said, I love learning. So I love I love listening and hearing stories and I'm a people, a people person and a people watcher. Like when I lived in New York, going to Central Park and sitting on the bench and just watching the world and the interactions, I think is just so interesting and intriguing. So yes, TV will always have a little place in my heart. So if the right opportunity came up, I would definitely not turn it down. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, So after the Teen USA crown happens, um, obviously there's a transition period. We've talked to tons of Miss USA's and Miss America about that transition. It's you know, for some of them, it's kind of like depression. You know, it's like, wait a minute, how am I ever going to live up to that standard that I just lived at for a year? Um, right. With the Teen USA crown, was it different 
Or was there still that transition period of, wait a minute, now what? Well, lucky, I mean, for me, I, I went right into college. And so I always knew that education was important. And I didn't want to take another, you know, I didn't want to take time off from school. So I immediately jumped into um, classes and college and activities and fun. So it was definitely at times I, I, I caught myself and I'm like, gosh, there's so much time in a day. Like, what am I supposed to do with all this time? And, you know, like, but I think it's also choosing to make that time like important as well. Like I was able to get involved in, in clubs and I was able to still do some public speaking and I was still working with some of the nonprofits that I worked with in New York. I made sure to, to work with Project Sunshine after and go into the hospital. So I still tried to make that transition period a little bit easier where I continued on some of those same um, day-to-day things. So tell me what it is that professionally um, you're, you're really seeking right now. I know you work with some, uh, do some work with the Campbell Agency there in Dallas. Broadcasting mm-hmm. is clearly on your radar. Um, <laughs> if you could have a dream job at this point, what are you looking at? Oh, that's a double whammy. So dream job, I think I loved Kathy Lee and Hoda. That was like my, that was my show. I <laughs> Did loved you get to appear on it, by the way? Uh, no, I wish. <laughs> um, I sit in the, the little crowd stands waving a sign at times too. So no, that's, that's definitely like ultimate dream job. But I think being real, being more realistic now, after being di- uh, diagnosed with melanoma in February and kind of jumping in and out of hospitals and surgery rooms and um, just seeing a whole new perspective of healthcare. I'm kind of intrigued by, you know, some sort of pharmaceutical or medical device um, sales. To be honest, I'm looking at pursuing a job in that just because I think it's, it's opened up my eyes and I'm just kind of intrigued by the healthcare system now because I just, you know, you never know when your life can change. So if you can help somebody else out, I'm all for it. I didn't know about this melanoma diagnosis. Can you can you tell us about it? What happened? Maybe uh, you know some oh. maybe some tips or advice for girls you know who who don't experience what you went through. Absolutely. So um, I I was getting sick more often than not starting probably November December of last year, and I didn't think anything of it. I was going to like emergency clinics. So I swore I had a strep throat. Like I would walk in and I'd be like, "Stop testing me!" I just know it. And every time it came back negative. And finally, after one of the trips. Um, to California, I came back and my mom had quinolosis um, or I always mess up the name of it, but on her <laughs> ear and on her leg. I'm like, I don't know what it's called, but something with an F. And um, I had never been to the dermatologist before. So I made an appointment and I literally on my little note to the doctor, I said, can you freeze the wart off of my leg? Knowing it wasn't a wart, but I honestly had no idea what else to, to write down or what to call it. So I went in for my first appointment and he checked on my skin and everything was fine. He said the spot on my leg, it didn't look like anything. He said if I felt like I needed to cut it off or wanted it to be taken off, I could. But, you know, we could just keep an eye on it and maybe take it off the next time if it was still bothering me. And I said, honestly, my fiance and I make fun of it all the time. Like, go ahead and just cut it off. And he's like, well, if we're going to cut it off, we might as well send it in for testing. So he sent it in. A week later, I got a call and it was like, oh, sorry, we're having, you know, we have to delay it one week. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not worried about it. I don't. I don't even know what it is. Got a call the next week and said I had a very aggressive form of nodular melanoma and I needed to get a CT PET scan. I needed to get an appointment with an oncologist to schedule immediate surgery or immediate removal of the cancer. I fell before crying. I had no idea. I mean, going into it, I had no idea what was that this was going to happen. Was kind of just shocked. And that week, so with with the Cambridge, I do shoe modeling and I have very, I have large weeks that. That's all I do is shoe modeling. And I love it. It's so fun. That happened to fall the week that my surgery was. So I got all my CT PET scans, um, had to get a brain MRI, 
And my doctor was like, we're getting, you're going to have surgery tomorrow. And I was like, wait, I have work. Like, I can't have surgery. And he's like, you're on the line of stage three melanoma in your leg. If I tell you you're getting surgery, like you're getting surgery. And I was, again, it's it just, you never hear those words. And then associating it with yourself, it was just kind of all like a shock that week. And so the next day I went in and they removed they removed it from my leg and they also took out my lymph nodes just to check to make sure that it hadn't spread there. Luckily for me, it had not. So they did the biopsy on it and it came back negative. So that was in February. And every three months I go for a checkup and every six months I get scanned um, just to kind of keep an eye on different spots. Uh, I had a spot on my lung that they're just going to keep, keep watching to make sure nothing comes of it. Um, but yeah, I go in and now I can, can be more aware. You know, I'd never, I never understood what it meant to like keep track of your mold or look at your body or if one looks irregular. Cause I just, you know, you never think it's going to happen to you. So now I've just, I've been able to kind of share my story on, you know, Instagram and the amount of messages I got just saying, thank you for, for sharing. I made my dermatology appointment the next week, or I've had, I've had people reach out to me and say, I just got diagnosed with melanoma. I'm terrified. What do I do? So I think it's kind of opened up this avenue for me to not only share my story, but to honestly be there for other people as well. And like I said, listening is, is one of my favorite things. So listening and, and letting know that people are being heard, it means all the difference because I had a, a young girl that messaged me and she was, she was terrified that she had a spot and she didn't, she didn't know what to do. And just kind of being there and walking through different steps with her, things that I've done or now sharing my story. I was terrified to go in the sun. I was like, I like, literally I'm going to be in my room, like I, I don't ever want to go outside and see the sun. So I've built up, I've done research on sunscreen brands and, you know, I go out for an hour here and there and um, just kind of having a whole different outlook on your skin and on sun and on safety is, is what this, the past couple of months have been like for me. Well, I know, uh, I've known a few people that have had melanomas and I think the one thing that you really learn how to figure out is what it looks like or what to look out for. And as you now look back at that wart that you just wanted removed and, and thought nothing of it, was there a certain appearance that it had that people should be aware of that, you know, if they see something like it, they should definitely go get it looked at? Yeah. So there's kind of like the A, B, C, D, E's of melanoma. So for me, mine didn't um, check off a lot of the, the, I guess the ABCs of it, because that's why my doctor wasn't too worried about it. I mean, so A is the what is it's the asymmetry of the mole so if it's like a perfect circle or versus not being a perfect circle then you want to look at the border the color the diameter and if it's evolving so if it got bigger over time if it changed in color if mine was really red and if i would have noticed first i i want to say it was probably brown and then it kind of changed to red over time um so definitely knowing your body and what different you know spots look like on it and for me i mean i have a ton of freckles like i have a ton of spots so it's like there's there's a lot to look for but now knowing like i think once you kind of see one might look a little odd keeping your eye on it and telling like your dermatologist so every time i go in if there's a spot that i'm like nervous about i always make sure to, to point it out just because for amount of security as well because it's like i obviously noticed the one that was on my leg if i would have gone in sooner probably would have been a little bit better but Going in early and just making that first appointment and going back every year is so important for people to know. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, and I, I have no doubt some, some girls are right now probably looking up dermatologists to go to make an appointment at. But, uh, you know, as <laughs> you they, mentioned, you just never know. Yeah, if, you, if they need any recommendations in Texas or in Dallas, I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> well, I've got one more question for you. It's really a two-fold question, so I think the first part of it is, 
um, now that you look back on competing in teen pageants, for those teens who are competing right now, uh, any advice for them on just, you know, how to approach everything and um, just g- general mindset? Yeah. Um, knowing yourself, first and foremost. I think as a teen, it is hard. You're obviously growing. Your attitude on life is going to change or what you want to be when you grow up is going to change. So I think just knowing in that moment who you are and not, I think someone said it to me at one point, never trying to be like one of the past winners. So because because I won doesn't mean you need to look like me or talk like me or walk like me. I already, you know, like you said, I already won. I already had my, my teen year. I had that moment, but they want someone else now. So they're never, I think it's always important to know they're not looking for a duplicate of somebody else. They're looking for the new person. They're wanting someone that is just okay with being themselves, is okay to laugh at. I look back at my videos and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was such a kid. Like the things I said or the things I did, just having having no no worries or um, I think just having fun too. I think being a teen, it's so important to actually be in that teen mindset of not wanting to to be too mature, to to laugh at yourself and to be okay with that. So going in, just being confident and comfortable with the outcome. Um, like I said, when I went into to Miss Teen USA, I wasn't worried so much on walking home with the crown, but having that experience and having those memories that were going to last a lifetime. So just knowing who you are, being okay with the outcome and knowing that it's always the best thing that could have happened is the, is the greatest thing you can walk in thinking and, and doing. And obviously preparing yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a competition. So being in the best shape and being comfortable in the dress you're in or the, you know, the active wear that they're in or, you know, anything, anything like that. It doesn't have to be a million dollar dress. You just have to feel like a million bucks in it. And then the second half of the question is after you're done competing, um, obviously, you know, and I know a lot of teens that are going through this right now, it's that transition of, do I continue to compete in the miss side? Do I take a couple of years off? Do I maybe just think about not competing again? Um, maybe just kind of how you went through that process. I think it has to fit with your life. I mean, for me, I obviously did take some time off. I needed to grow up. I was 18 when I won and I was a very teen, teen girl. So for me to compete in Miss, I needed to learn, relearn who I was. So I think it's also like with timing, if you're, if you're comfortable and you love competing and it fits in your life and, and you, you can compete every single year for uh, several years, that's wonderful. Not every person is the same. So I think it's really being true to yourself and not if someone else wants you to compete versus if you want to compete, I think you really have to have that talk with, with yourself and know what's in your best interest. Well, very good. Well, I appreciate you answering that. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. So now it's time for what I call the rapid fire, get to know you questions. As I mentioned before the (laughs) podcast, it's kind of like that last round of family feud, top 10 questions. We just kind of rip through it. It's all about kind of just positive, fun questions to to get to know Danielle. Are you ready? (laughs) I love it. All right, here we go. Number one, what is your favorite type of music? Country. Number two, if you were a superhero, what would your powers be? Invisible. I want to be like a fly on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, what fortune do you want to get from a fortune cookie? I'm obsessed with like positive quotes. So some some quote that I can just really attach like like some meaning to, if that makes sense. Something just very inspirational. Number four, what is one food that you would not want to give up? Sushi. Number five, if you won a million dollars, what would you buy? I'd pay off my student loans. <laughs> and, and then buy a house. And then buy a house if I, I can. Hey, uh, that's responsible. I love it. Number six, if you had access to a time machine, when and where would you go? Hey, I'd go back to the night I won. Good memories, huh? 
<laughs> it was it was amazing. One of the best nights of my life. Number seven, if you could add a person's face to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? Oh gosh, this is when the, the the beeper runs out on Family Feud and I watch the game. Um, it's totally okay. Mind blank. Um, I'm gonna put my uh, my mom on there. Your mom. All right, next no to Teddy clue. Roosevelt. No Perfect. Clue. All right. <laughs> Number eight. What is one item that you could never live without? My phone. Okay. That's like your that's two, like your life altering item. No, yeah, let's go. Oh gosh, <laughs> my phone. I'm gonna go with my phone. Your phone. Okay. God, I wasn't prepared for this. That's okay. Number nine. What is your dream car? So I'm not a car person. I'm saying my Jeep Grand Cherokee that I already have. I love it. Okay, so you got your dream car. That's a good thing. Her name is Yep. Her name is Sadie. It's okay. <laughs> Sadie the Grand Cherokee. Okay. <laughs> and finally, number ten. What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Um, <laughs> Oh gosh, favorite cartoon? Well, you know what? One time in a pageant, I said Dexter's Laboratory, and again, that's the only thing that has come to my head. I think I watched it like maybe one time, but I'm gonna go with it. Dexter's Laboratory. Out. I don't know that one. Okay, it was from a long time ago. My bad. All right, that's ten questions. You're <laughs> off the hook. Nice job. I subpar, subpar answering on that one. That's okay. You did, you did a good job. Well, hey, look, I appreciate you sharing all your information today and just everything that you experienced with Teen USA and, of course, uh, all the information about melanoma. That was uh, really super interesting to listen to. So thanks for the time. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode, everybody, and to Danielle Doty for her time. Now, if you want to follow Danielle's journey, check out her Instagram and Twitter, both at Danielle E. Doty. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you wouldn't mind, please subscribe. You can do so on Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, Google Play, and YouTube, or go to lifeafterthecrown.com. And for weekly podcast updates, just follow me on Instagram at Tim Tialdo. Until next time, remember the words of James 4, verses 7 through 10. So let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life and quit playing the field. Hit rock bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before God. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. Talk to you next week, everybody.